Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Thank you so much for joining us um, this morning or day, whatever time you're listening and looking at this podcast. Um, today, uh, Dr. Daniels, um, I want to cover, because you know you gave me the task of reading the Bible, and I want to cover some of the things, the differences between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Dr. Daniel. Yeah, well, thank you, and uh, good afternoon to everyone. Like you say, good evening, good morning, good night, whichever the case may be, if you're yeah. listening to it. Uh, it's always great to be here. Uh, wasn't sure if we were going to make it today because of the snow that we encountered yeah. yesterday, but uh, uh, fortunately the sun has come out and the snow is melting, and uh, it's, it's a good day. Yeah, so, and my kids was definitely shocked at the fact that they had to get up and go to school this morning, because <laughs> last night it wasn't looking like it was going anywhere. Yeah, looking pretty rough last night. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor, you know, you have sat said, said on the pulpit and, and was preaching many Sundays ago about how Jesus took care of all the sacrifices. And as I'm reading through the Bible, and I am and in uh, Leviticus, and God is laying down all the laws with Moses and, and Aaron, and there's a lot of sacrifices in there. So I was wondering, it's like, okay, do I need to read this? Because I don't have to do it anymore if I believe in Jesus as my Lord and Savior, or is it good to go go ahead and read through it and understand some of the things that's in there? Well, yeah, you know, and you're right. Uh, Leviticus, uh, for those who may not have read it, you know, Leviticus uh, is uh, the book of law. And, and basically the reason why it's called, you know, Leviticus, the Levites, it was the, law, the laws that were given to the Levites and the priests uh, for them to, to carry out uh, as far as their worship and those kinds of things. Uh, when you look at the book of Leviticus, um, you're right, it's, it's, it can be difficult reading. And because we are not bound by the law, oftentimes, you know, people are uncomfortable. Well, should I really go through all this stuff? After all, I'm not going to be sacrificing any, you know, any right, animals. Right. The reason why I think it's good to study Leviticus is because if you want to understand um, someone's personality, if you want to understand how they think, if you want to understand, you know, how they operate in general, it's good to know what platform they operate from. You know, for example, if I want to know how you parent, how you are as a parent, I can look at how you discipline your children and how you discipline your children will tell me a lot about your character. I can look at the rules you set up in your house to tell me a lot about how you are as a person and a parent. You know, for example, if um, if 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 your children at seven years old, let's say, have a curfew of twelve o'clock midnight, then that tells me about you as a parent. Right. Right. If, if your children um, are, are not required to clean up after themselves, or you know those kind of things, it gives me an idea of, of how you are and your character. So to me, studying Leviticus helps me understand God. And, and when you look at the book of Leviticus, it's really broken down into um, sacrifices or, or offerings or worship based on a couple of things. One is just to acknowledge that God is the grand creator. You know, it's just one, just to say, well, you know what, Lord, you are who you are. And because of who you are, I deserve to, you deserve my worship, right? Right. Then there's a set of laws that deal with trespasses against God, right? Let's say if, if I've sinned against God, and there's the idea of, well, Lord, I need to recognize that I have wronged you. So therefore, I, you know, need to get it right with you. Then there was trespasses against, 
you know, your 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 fellow man to say, right. well, okay, what if I have wronged you as an individual? Well, do I need to make it right somehow? Right. Because right. we have to have order, we have to have discipline. So he had those laws. And then there was just offerings of thankfulness. You know, Lord, you bless me. You know, you've given me all this. You've given me a great harvest. You know, you've given me a great family life, good health. And I just want to acknowledge and thank you for that. So that's how those laws were basically set up. Now, when you think about that, you know, you're right. Jesus came and he gave his life so that a part of those laws we didn't have to cover anymore. For example, if I sin against God, well, I don't have to sacrifice animals anymore right. because Jesus paid that ultimate sacrifice. Okay. But what about if I if I sin against you as an individual? Right. Well, true that Jesus paid the price so that God won't hold me accountable for that sacrifice against you or that, excuse me, that, that uh, sin against you. Right. But that doesn't mean I haven't wronged you. Right. And that doesn't mean that I should not do something to make the wrong right. And, and, and so, uh, so Jesus said that think not that I come to destroy the law, but I came to fulfill the law. And his point was being that the law, if you, if you examine the law as it looks at how do I um, deal with wrongdoings against a, bro a brother or a sister, the law is designed to give us an outline of love. So if you do these things, it shows love. Because it's hard for me to just say love you, but then don't tell you what love looks like. If that right. and, you know, right. that kind of makes sense to you. Yeah, I, there was one part where um, Aaron's sons had uh, was doing sacri sacrifice and mm -hmm. offering to um, to the Lord, and they didn't do it right, mm -hmm. and the Lord killed them. Mm -hmm. It was it was kind of shocking because everything was going in, you know, and all of a sudden, boom! So this is not right. And he killed him. And what was amazing was it was recorded Aaron's response, which was you could tell he wanted to say something, mm -hmm. but he said he kept his peace. What I what I got out of that was it made Aaron human to me. Like he was upset, mm -hmm. but he's like, you know, I'm upset, but I know better right. than to, to say something because I don't want to end up like my sons. Right. You know, so. It, it also showed that he that God meant he was serious about what he meant that he put in there for how you're supposed to do the offering and the sacrifice. Well, and, and he still is. And, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people that don't appreciate the seriousness of how God is in, in the relationship we have with God. You know, and, and you're right. You know, you, you, you raised a point that I find interesting, you know, uh, as, a, as a pastor. It's kind of humorous the, which, the way you just described it. Right. As you said, it made Aaron human. Right. I get what you're saying, right? Because when people read the Bible, they forget, right, <laughs> that these are ordinary people, right? You know, these are human beings with feelings, with fears, with anxieties, and it wasn't like everything they appreciated. You know, just like today, we don't appreciate everything that God has asked of right. us, and they were the same way. And and and, and I think uh, the difference um, for them was, is that their understanding of God was a much deeper. Uh, appreciation than what we have, you know, because they were uh, their survival was 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 a little different than what our survival was based on, you know. For for them, they understood the relationship between God supplying their needs and them having the ability to supply their needs because they 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 saw it, you know, again in a more firsthand kind of way. 
So you're, you're right. Uh, Aaron uh, certainly, like, he's, he's a human being. Uh, Moses, all of those patriarchs are human beings. What they recognized was that their frailties God made up for with his greatness. Right. So, let, you know, when you look at our worship today, you know, there's unfortunate thing that people today believe that it's okay to play with God, you know, right. in their worship, in their, in their giving, in their service, in the whole nine. And what they don't seem to understand is oftentimes a part of the problem that they deal with are because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, once you acknowledge that God is the center of your life, and once you begin to say, I'm going to serve and worship him, then coming to church as a social thing is not pleasing to God. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. Right. And that's what a lot of people do. They come to church for entertainment. And, and the example you gave was a great example that God is not our entertainer. Right. And worship and church service is not for entertainment. And so for them to for, for them to give an offering without their heart being right and give an offering without being you know the in in the right mannerism, God found distasteful. He finds that distasteful today. When people come to church because they're simply looking for the choir to excite them. Right. You know, and, and I will even reverse that. They came to church, they came to the temple because they understood coming to God was giving back to God. It was giving back to God. It was giving him of something. People don't come to church to give. They come to church to get. To get. Right. And they assume that God is pleased with that, you know. So what happens is they come to church and they'll say things, and I've heard people say this on, on several, several occasions. Um, either to me about other pastors or sometimes to me about my own ministry, you know, and they'll say, well, I didn't get anything out of church today. <laughs> well, you, what, what, did you come? Were you buying something? You right. know, did you come to buy something? You know, you don't come to church to get. You come to church to give. And so you're coming to church. And I say give, I don't mean money per se. Right. I mean, you come to give worship. So if you, if you come to give, give of yourself, that's why we should come, to give of ourselves, mm-hmm. not to sit back and receive and receive and receive and receive and receive. It's unfortunate, and that's why I say it's good to read Leviticus, because then you'll begin to understand God. People that spend all their time in the, you know, in the New Testament really don't have a good understanding of who God is. They have a good understanding of who Paul is, right. one of the apostles. That's, that's what they spend most of their time looking at, the Pauline epistles, you know, and that's the focus. Uh, because there are more epistles by Paul than anyone else in the New Testament. If you want to understand God, you need to go back to the Old Testament more. Right. Because then you can see him giving direct, direct information to people. It's, 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 it's the difference between me um, listening in on a conversation that you have or someone mm-hmm. third party telling me what you said. Right. And I think that's to me is the huge difference. Old Testament it's like I'm, 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 I'm eavesdropping on the conversation. New Testament is someone told me what he told them. Right. You know, and whenever someone does that, not saying, I'm, I'm not trying to say the New Testament is um, in any way, you know, less than the old. No way am I saying that. But all I'm saying is that if I really want to understand God, then understanding the Old Testament really just boom, locks it down. Um, we just view God as being uh, welfare. I mean, that's really how we view God, right. is, is welfare. 
Lord, I need, Lord, I need, Lord, I need, Lord, I need. Right. We forget that God made man for his pleasure as a, rather than the other way around. So most people, when they come to church, are not looking to please God. They're looking for God to please them. And again, Leviticus kind of makes it clear. If you don't please God, yeah. uh, God has a way of dealing with you. <laughs> right. You know. and, and, and what's another thing that I find that was um, kind of interesting, which is indirectly, even though the people was, it was put to death, you could kind of get the sense that it was, it wasn't final. Like you knew that they're like the, the people understood that okay they're dead but they're they're in the spirit now they're not you know bridging back to some of the other things that we talked about in the podcast so even though the people was put to death it's like God's okay you're not here no more mm-hmm. and they literally instantly mm-hmm. they was one even hardly even talked about it anymore right uh, I know in Leviticus they <laughs> went through like maybe. Five other laws when he got back to Aaron and his sons. Mm-hmm. That's how insignificant it, that was. You know, so it puts things in perspective. Like, look, if you're having a rough day, take a step back mm-hmm. and take a look around. You know, your your situation and yourself is not that big to where God can't just handle it with just not even blinking. You know, absolutely. You know, and you raised two great points. Your situation is not that big, nor are we. Right. Right. I mean, in the grand, like you say, in the grand scheme of things, it, it was over with, and then God moves on. Right. And so, in the grand theme of grand scheme of things, we place so much importance on us. Right. We act like we are the center of the universe, and that what we want and how we want it done. If it doesn't get done that way, then you know what? Uh, the, the the sky is going to fall. You right. know, and and the earth is going to stop turning around. And 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 when we are are so focused on if you can't do it my way, then that's that's the the you know you are so much against me and you hate me and that that, that is so um, narcissistic, right? To think that the world result revolves around one individual. But you're right, God in in in, in Leviticus, he, he lets them know. The world don't revolve around you. <laughs> right. You can be going tomorrow and we're going to move on. Right. Because, you you, you know, again, we God made us for his pleasure, not the other way around. Right. And uh, in, in, and there was one part in there where he talked about what um, what you can eat and what you can't eat. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a situation where you had to figure out what he was saying. It was cut dry to the point. And it's just like, well, and, and it's funny that I read it and it was so clear as day because I've been in debates with people, you know, at the barbershop or you had to add a house party, what you can't eat. One guy said, man, ain't no swine. And the other guy's like, oh, you Muslim. And then he said, well, it's in the Bible. Then we're sitting there talking about this stuff. And it's like clear as day, do not eat swine. And it was, it was, um, and then the, uh, don't eat fish without any scales. Right. You know, now once again, you preached on the New Testament where, um, I think it was New Testament. I think yeah, it was. In Acts, probably, I think it was you were right. to. Right, right. When he said, all this, now this is clean. Right. Here's what Jesus said. He said to Peter, right? He said, what I have called clean, don't you call dirty. Right. But let's understand what's going on, okay? What were the laws for? Again, Jesus said what? That, 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 that he didn't come to abandon the law, but to fulfill the law. Jesus also said that all the law and all the prophet are there for one purpose that we might know how to love. And that's how God loves us and how we would love each other. 
So were the laws just there just to be put there? No, that's the key. Just like current laws. Current laws are not here just to have them. Mm-hmm. The current laws are here because of where we are in society today. Right. So let's take the eating laws, for example. You can compare the eating laws, let's say, to our, our traffic laws. All right? Mm-hmm. Now, there used to be a law that dealt with um, uh, where you could park your horse. Right. Right? <laughs> it's not valid anymore. Right. Well, because... But we drive cars, cars, right? And after a while, all the speed limit law is going to be different because we're not going to be driving a car anymore. And so right. it's going to be, you know, not 55. It's going to be whatever, you know, those hovercraft will go at. Right. Right. Well, see, those laws were for our health. You know, there were laws not just for eating right. And if you think about it, they were the laws that were for issues. You know, issues meaning those things that come out of our body, those secretions that come out of our body. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the eating laws, for example. If you just, you know, kind of like categorize them, what what they were is that you don't eat anything that eats other dead things. Right. 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 You don't eat scavengers. Right. There's a reason for that. Because scavengers eat dead things, but they also eat diseased things. And so if they're eating diseased things and right. you eat them, you get the disease. Right. So that was the issue. Uh, and also for health reasons, because if you think about this, for example, um, fish without scales, generally speaking, are high in cholesterol. Right. Right. So it's, it's his health issues in, involved. Um, and so that was the issue. See, they use, they, they, they use, no, I'm not telling you to eat a lot of pork, but, you know, people tell you pork ain't, ain't the best thing for you. Right. 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 But they use the pork as, um, well, like they were wild boar. Like it's like you find running around in the woods, right? right. But they used them as garbage disposals. So yeah. all, all the pigs are doing the outskirts of town, and you take your trash and you throw it out there, and so the pigs ate all the trash. So again, they ate all the filth. Right. Okay. Uh, anything that was diseased, they threw it out there, the wrappings and everything, pigs ate it, right? You eat the pig, you are what you eat. You eating diseased. Right. So it was the part that was health issues. The same thing, there were issues, there were laws about if you have an issue. For example, there was a law that said if a woman was that t- in that time of month when she was menstruating, right, mm-hmm. that um, she was unclean. Therefore, she couldn't come to the temple. Right. She couldn't come. To, so in our days, it would be what you can't come to church. Right. Well, let's think about that for a second. That would mean more than likely that what? One quarter of the church would be absent every Sunday. That's right. Right. As a minimum. Right. If, if, if that's the same thing. You couldn't sit in a chair behind a woman. Right. Because they say what? Now the chair is unclean. Well, because what? They didn't have sanitary napkins. They didn't right. have those kind of things that we have now. So those were laws that were put in place for health reasons. And so, again, but you have to understand how, again, that's why I say you want, you want to say in the mind of God. Why was God doing that? To protect us because he's like a father. Just like you do things for your child. Right. Right. At a certain point, you might tell them what? You can't stay out after 7 o'clock. But when they get older, you might say, then the curfew is changed to 11 o'clock. Right. And it's the same way. And that's why, you know, as we progress to the New Testament, uh, and, and the story you're referring to is when Peter was uh, in, a, um, in a trance, and Jesus says to Peter, listen, um, anything that I call clean, don't you call it dirty. And another thing that they had as a part of their law, for example, is about, you know, the washing of hands before you eat. And and there was a time when Jesus' uh, disciples ate without washing their hands. And so um, individuals were um, chastising them. 
And Jesus said, hey, wait a minute. You don't understand the law, basically. He says, it's not what goes in a man's mouth that defiles him. He said, you all assume they are defiled because they have dirty hands. He said, it's not what goes in a man's mouth that defiles him, but what comes out of his mouth. Because what goes in his mouth goes through his body, goes through his intestines, and drops out somewhere. Right. What comes out of his mouth proceeded from his heart. And so that's the stuff that defiles him when he talks dirty, not when he eats dirty. Mm-hmm. And, and so again, but the laws were there for health reasons, uh, as well as, again, that's why I'm saying that, it, look at the categories. There was some that were there that dealt with, you know, how to deal with one another, some dealt with health, dealt with sacrifices, the whole, you know, the whole gamut. But that helps you understand how God operates and how, think about, think about this. Here's a God, here, here is a creator that back then, way back before you had penicillin and all this kind of stuff, was still setting up health laws that are valid today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you were contagious according to the law, it has separates yourself for a period of time. Right. It was for the lepers, lepers, uh, lepers it was um, seven days. Seven, right. On the first sign, then they would check you again. They got, they got, right. They got to keep checking. Right. If you had an issue, you know, if you had like, you know, open wound or something and it was infected. Right. And you had, or if you had, if you were um, congested. Right. right? And, and you and you have a runny nose, that's an issue. You had to separate yourself. Right. Because you don't want you to get infected. Look how many years that was ago when God set that quarantine methodology up because <laughs> right, it didn't right. have penicillin. Well, because God was doing things what to protect them from themselves right. and from each other. Because if I got an issue and I'm around you and I pass it on to you, then you infected. Right. And if I care about you and I love you, why would I want to do anything to cause you harm? And that's the, the basic tenet of what the law is set up for. Now, you, had, you touched on a little bit on the people who um, that just only want to stay in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And um, years ago, I had a, a person that was the person was like, I don't know why this pastor is always going back in the, the Old Testament. You know, you, you should be in the New Testament. Why are you even going touching into the Old Testament? You know, and I was, you know, I didn't know. I was like, well, I mean, it makes sense. I, and I remember telling the person, I said, well, Jesus was Hebrew too, won't he? So he was following what was in the Old Testament. So I would imagine right. it has some merit. You know, then that, oh, you know, that opened up a whole other can of worms of the debate. But I, what is your, what do you tell people that come to you with that? If they do at all. And, and people do. And, and again, it's, it's out of ignorance, obviously. Um, because what they're focusing on is how do we reconcile their ability to sin and be forgiven? See, that's, that, that's their whole take, right. is that Jesus died, so therefore my sins are forgiven. They're not, their interest, their motivation is not to please God. Because if your motivation is to please God, you want to know everything you know about your creator. Right. If your whole motivation is to say, well, I'm saved and that's it, then you're not motivated to please God. You're motivated to please yourself. That's a selfish interest that mm-hmm. I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, and that's it. Your mindset is wrong. Our mindset should be to please God. And if I'm trying to please God, I got to get out of that mindset and say, I want to know all I can know about the God that I serve because that's how I'm going to please him. Jesus quoted the Old Testament in several occasions. So if Jesus quoted the Old Testament, right. if it's good enough for Jesus, 
<laughs> I'm just good enough for me. Right. And not only did he quote it, but several of the of, the, of those the, those writers in the New Testament, they often quoted the Old Testament, which gives a clear indication that they themselves understood the, 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 the need to understand the old as well as the new. And there's a reason why they didn't quote it as much as we think, because the people they were talking to, they knew it. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like, you know, why would I have to quote to you about Martin Luther King? Right. That's right. I, I, I know you know that. Right. So I talk to you about present day. Now, every now and again, I may say, remember Martin Luther King said, you know, right. we got to get to the mountaintop. But I'm not going to sit there and quote the whole, <laughs> right, you know, the entire thing. Right. right. To you, because well, I know you know it. And it was the same way. So the New Testament writers they were writing to people primarily that understood that history. So therefore, they didn't have to keep on, you know, going over it over and over again. But there were times when they did quote it, and that times they did recognize it. You know, for example, I think Paul mentioned in one 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 case. Paul said, "Right, uh, we should never forget the the commandment of promise, which is what honor thy mother, father thy mother, that thy days may be long upon this earth. The Lord thy God giveth thee." Well, he's going back to uh, Leviticus and saying mm-hmm. this is part of the commandments that God gave Moses on the mountain. So he didn't say that we shouldn't do it. He was just noting the reason why we should do it. Right. You know, it's funny you mentioned that on the Ten Commandments part, because I was expecting, I guess due to the movie, more Ten, grand Ten commandments. Right. There's a whole, <laughs> this, this big, this big thing that happened. It was literally, this is what it is. And like, I kept reading, that's like, so that's it. That's all it happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. There you go. Right. It was, it's amazing how simple everything is. And also a lot of the stuff once the Lord said, this is law and this is what I want. Everything was level. Mm-hmm. So it, you get this, it's like it's even. Mm-hmm. It's not, okay, this is more important than this one. No, right. all of them are the exact same. Right. The same level. Don't, you know, don't break any of these. Absolutely. And like you say, you know, you 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 you, re, you look at, you know, Charlton Heston, right. you know, in the movie. And the assumption is that, that only, there are only 10 laws that are in the Old Testament. And, right. But as you know, there are laws de- dealing with an, a, a host of things. Right. There are laws dealing with how you treat your, you know, foreigners, you know. How, you know how, all of those things were law. In fact, current taught law it's is based, based on the Bible. Right. <laughs> you know, and the more you read the Bible, the more you get, oh, and now I see why our laws are uh, established this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, that, that's what it's based upon. Uh, but but you're, you're right, uh, and we have a tendency to presume that one law or, or one commandment carries more weight than the other. Like we assume that murder is the most you know heinous thing you can do in God's eyes. Right. Right. But you're right when you look at the, look at Leviticus. Well, the, he didn't say that uh, murder was worse than um, lying. You know, that ain't what he said. It's so far from it. it, it, right. it, 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 it on the same level. On the same level. In, in fact, he indicated, well, not in Leviticus, but if you, you know, read further on, he indicated lying at one of the things he hated the most. In fact, the Bible says, six things doth the Lord hate, yea, they are seven. Right? And the seventh thing is a lying tongue. Right. So in God's eyes, he, he, dis- he, he liked that least, well, I shouldn't say least, but more than he, you know, disliked um, um, uh, a murder. If, if you know, I think that if if we were to say you know, and people do this, but I'm not saying you should. Uh, well, let me back up. 
if you listen to what Jesus said, you know, as we compare the New Testament to the Old Testament, when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, the greatest commandment is the love of the Lord thy God with all thy mind, body, heart, and soul. And the second greatest is like unto the first, right? He said that you love your neighbor as yourself. So if we take what Jesus said and we look at the commandments and say, well, okay, if that being the case, are any more important than others? Not, or does God weight them more than others? You know, mm -hmm. when I say weight, I mean as far as penalty. Right. Are any more important? Well, Jesus clearly said, yes, that the way that God gave them to Moses signifies how he views the importance of them in our relationship. And again, I'm just stressing the relationship, okay? Right. Because the, the first, uh, uh, um, the way you break the command, but we just look at the Ten Commandments, not the whole host of commandments. But if you look at the, the, the ten that 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 that, that uh, was placed into the Ark of the Covenant, the first grouping was based on relationship to God. That was the first grouping, right? Which would say that the that our priority has to be relationship to God, right? Because the first one, what? Thou shalt have no other God before me. Right. So that's number, that's number one. That's what Jesus said, that's number one. Once you move away from those that deal with God, then, you know, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy, those kind of things, so how we worship God. Then they get into relationships with one another. And that's why Jesus said the second is like to the first, because it says, well, he says, now love your neighbor as yourself. So he's saying there are two ways to look at those commandments. One deals with God, one deals with each other. And the priority should always be putting mercy with God first, because that's why I was created. I was not created to find a wife. Right. I was created to serve God. Right. And finding a wife was just keep me happy while I serve my God. You have just heard part one of this episode. Please tune in next week for part two. Once again, this is your host, C.B. Baker. Until next time. Thank you.